Hello to everybody out there, and welcome to another exciting, fabulous episode of the Terrific Talk podcast. The podcast that answers one central question, why horror, and why do we love horror so much? On today's episode, I am going to be talking with three of the crew involved in the upcoming horror film, You're Screwed. That is Jesse Schultz, Nicholas Morphew, and Peter Mitica. But first, I'm going to be starting with a brand new segment that I have added to my podcast called Brandy Recommends. And on this segment of Brandy Recommends. I have two films that I'm going to recommend to you. And it is just because I am a John Carpenter fangirl. And I'm not going to assume that any of y'all have seen these. So the films that I'm going to recommend are John Carpenter's 1978 Halloween and the 2018 follow-up to Halloween. Now, the reason why I recommend that you all watch these two films together is because the one that recently came out last year is a direct sequel and follow-up to John Carpenter's 1978 version of Halloween. So, which means any of the quote-unquote sequels that came out immediately after the 1978 one are no longer in the continuity of Halloween. So yes, I highly recommend that you watch John Carpenter's 1978 Halloween and the 2018 version of Halloween. Yeah, they're like, Michael Myers is loose again. I'm like, uh, screw y'all, I'm out. I am so out. I am not going to do this anymore. <laughs> And, yeah, this is gonna be, yeah, this is, yeah, this is, no, 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 no. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to the interview portion of the Terrific Talk podcast. And with me this evening, I have Jesse Schultz, Nicholas Morphew, and Peter Mitica. Who is involved? Who are all involved in the upcoming horror film *You're Screwed*? So good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. How are you all doing? Pretty good. Man, I am so excited to be able to interview you guys tonight, and I know that you are working hard on making sure everything is getting ready and prepared for release. So thank you so very much for taking some time out of your evening to come on and talk to me about horror in your film. I greatly appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Like I mentioned earlier, like on Twitter, for those of you who just came in, just like they randomly popped up on my timeline. I don't remember like who or what or why. And I was like, this is such an interesting concept for a horror film. So it's like, I have to grab these guys. Because <laughs> I want to help try and get the word out there about yeah, your film. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. So let me go ahead and I'm going to let you all introduce yourselves. So I'm going to stop talking for a minute and you can take over. Just introduce yourselves, um, what your roles are in um, 
this film. Okay. Um, my name is Nicholas Morphew. I'm writing the script right now. We're all writing and directing it. Uh, my character in the movie is going to be the boyfriend to what's known as the trope, the, the final girl. Uh, I'm going to be the supportive role, uh, just try to really well-round her character and my own at that. Okay. Yeah. I'm Jesse Schultz, director, producer. We're, we're all really equally involved in, in building and creating and writing and everything with this movie. Uh, we're also all starring in it to a degree, so which is kind of fun. So going back to the old days of film when we didn't have, you know, all of these people, this is more of a of a project. You can think almost like a college project. Uh, what was the movie that they made with uh, Evil Dead? Evil Dead. Yeah, so that's Friends one of our things. So that that was made in Michigan. I mean. 20 miles from where I grew up. So that was a huge inspiration for this whole thing. Oh, wow. And I'm Peter Mitica. I'm helping produce, and I will be acting as one of the killers, the fiends. Oh, my goodness. That would be like a, that would be a fun role to play. I think if I was going to be in a horror film, I want to be like a psycho or a killer or something like that. Yeah, right. It's so much fun. There's goodness. been so many movies out lately that didn't really scare us. And I'm sick of seeing, you know, nine-year-old girls come out of TVs. And I'm a kid, I'm a product <laughs> of the early 80s. So I've always wanted a throwback to, to slasher films. Like I was, you know, influenced by Freddy, Candyman, and so forth. So I decided, you know, why not make a slasher that I would want? And so that's where The Fiend is gonna come in. Right. Oh, cool. I can't wait to see, like I said, I'm already excited for this film to come out. And it's just like, if I could, like, on the VCR, press fast forward and uh, the film could come out now, that would probably be, like, really great. But, alas, like, we can't do that. <laughs> yeah, I would love you to be able to do that because most of the hard work would be done by then. Right, it's like, right. It's like, da -da -da -da. He, yeah, I mean, like, if that was a thing, I mean, that, that would work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, so before we start getting into the film, we'll have plenty of time to talk about that. I always start off each podcast with the question, why horror? So that is the central question behind this podcast. So what is it about this genre that makes you all love it so much? <laughs> that was pretty much my <laughs> answer to that question before. You, yeah. <laughs> I, it's, you know, I've... I wanted to throw back 80s slasher, the ones I grew up loving. And it just, I, I don't know if it's just that I'm dated, but those aren't happening really anymore. So when my buddies came to me about this idea, I jumped on it as fast as I can because I, between my love of horror movies and rock and metal music, I, I know that there's certain things that I can bring back and bring to a new audience. Right, and we're, we're also so tired of, it, it's always the same thing. I mean, if you look back at the horror in the past, it was a lot of supernatural. Freddy was supernatural, Jason was supernatural. It's all supernatural. What's, I tell my kids all the time, why are you scared of a monster? Monsters don't exist, people exist. People are scary. If you look back at movies you know, recently, like Strangers, Strangers 2, all that kind of stuff, that's terrifying. We we live in a world where everything we do 
can be scary because we're surrounded by human beings. You know, and that's what we want to bring into the focal point. Go into the 80s slasher, but make it realistic. Almost like a, kind of like Psycho, but with more rawness, blood, gore, sadness, possibly no hope. No! <laughs> and, uh, and for me, I've always loved horror movies because I love something with a good story, a good background, a good lore. I mean, the certain movies like like the Chucky films or, or the Freddy movies, the Jason movies for that matter, uh, even video games like Bloodborne where they can have books and books and books written just about the stuff you don't see. And I'm a huge fan of the lore and everything. And so I was drawn towards the horror movies because you know, we could we could shoot and write as much as we can on things that we're not putting in the movie. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay, okay. I'm kind of surprised to hear uh, to that. Uh, I can't talk. Let me rephrase that. So I'm kind of <laughs> surprised to hear them that you didn't mention uh, Halloween because as some like horror enthusiasts know or think or know, depending on what their stance is. Um, John Carpenter's 1978 Halloween is what started the whole slasher genre. Right. Right. And there's going to be elements of it, especially in the stalking scenes. There's going to be a lot of uh, point of view, POV. So that's definitely going to be a tribute and a head nod to John Carpenter with that. Yeah. yeah our big thing on the whole Halloween issue with me is that it's so excruciatingly hard to watch something when you know that she shouldn't run upstairs. You know you're going to die. Don't run upstairs. You know, I just it gets old when it's the same old, same old. So we're flipping the script on that. So we're going to try and bring some new flavor to the horror genre. We, uh, we really want to try and make the characters do something that you as the viewer would do. Because I hated staring at the screens and yelling like, why the hell did you just do that? Why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do this? In this case, they're going to do everything a reasonable person would do. And it might not work in their favor. So instead of like running upstairs, they'll run downstairs. <laughs> instead They're of going gonna like... run outside, and it's still gonna go badly. They'll try to get away. Yes. They usually go bump in the night, and they just say, "I'm out of here." <laughs> yeah, it's just like if I was in a horror movie, it probably lasts about five minutes or say, There's this killer on the loose. Like, I'm out. Goodbye. That's like what, that's what like a. Re your survivor probably that's great they're yeah. gonna hear a strange noise and decide not to investigate it oh yeah 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 because i always hated that like what is this strange noise i think i'll step out the porch and check it out hello it's like no i'm like you like what are you doing right or like when they find the body and their first instinct is not to look around the room to make sure there's no one in there with them yeah, it's like, yeah. I think this room is empty, even though it has this dead body with, like, about 30 stab wounds <laughs> <Right>. in it. <laughs> so, speak, yeah. Oh. yeah, speaking of horror tropes, what are some others that are just, like, no, these, like, I've had enough of seeing this over and over and over again? Uh, I mean, I'm really, I'm not big on the whole sexual, uh, like, I don't know why sex has to be part of horror, uh, it's really, I think it kind of dumbs down a lot of horror. I think that we need to keep it raw, keep it bloody, keep it sad, and keep it, I mean, almost to a sadistic level where you are thinking about being in these people's shoes and what would I do, and they're doing it, and maybe it is not going the way it should. 
maybe they do get away. I don't know. We'll have to see. Well, I do know. But <laughs> yeah, I do but know. I'm a part of it. <laughs> It can't, I mean, like, when I watch any any horror movie that has any kind of sexual stuff towards it, like mm -hmm. rape and stuff like that, it's immediately dead for me. I've walked out of so many movies just for that reason. Um. I'm, I'm just not about it. So, that this this is going to be raw and mean and angry. Yeah. There, there was a meeting we had initially where we actually discussed things that we viewed as off limits, and that actually was the very first one we brought up. Uh, he, he brought, we all said that that just was a bit off-putting. Um, I personally just could not stand watching like animal deaths. I thought it was a bit too cruel and, and I don't know, too visual for me. Because I remember the old Halloween movies where you find dead dogs and, yes. and eating them, and that just made my stomach churn every time, and not in a good way. Yeah, we don't like people. We want people to die. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, want... Yes. We also didn't want somebody to move into some house in the country. And for it to be haunted by the yeah. old inhabitants from a hundred years ago, or yeah, paranormal no. activity when you're a month into weird stuff happening and you're thinking, I'm just gonna sleep in the same bed tonight. <laughs> oh no, it's the carpet shaking. So I'd burn the house down. Oh hell yes. <laughs> yes. Or just even an Evil Dead. Yes, I do love Evil Dead. But the minute they saw the Necromicon, they'd be like, Oh, look at this strange book. Let's just recite these words. Just like, No, what are you doing? I oh, mean, yeah. I mean, have you seen Terrifier? <laughs> Terrifier, no, I am not. Okay, so new movie on Netflix right now. Okay. Okay. The movie was awesome, like a throwback to horror, kind of what we're what we're looking at doing. But it lost all of it at the end when it turned into some supernatural crap. It could have just been a guy in a clown suit hacking people up, and it and it had a it had everybody that watched it. The very end, he comes back to life. And is like electrocuted back to life. I'm like, come on, like, he. It's okay if you don't die. Why do we have to kill people and the killer come back to life? In so real life, resale. people kill people and you never find them. Yeah, exactly. And just like when I heard, kind of like um, an aside, whenever I heard like, oh, like the 2018 Halloween did so well, they're thinking of like making a sequel to it. It's like. No, because if you do that, then you're kind of messing with the lore of Michael Myers, and that's just going to be dumb. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I'm also bored of the lack of personalities with killers these days. Mm -hmm. They they don't do it like they did back when I was young. Yep. So there used to be something to it at first when you had a stoic, non-verbal character that just acted without any sort of you know warning. But then when you do that over and over again, then you mm -hmm. kind of know what to expect you know that oh they're going to go around this corner and that guy's just going to be standing there uh this character for this movie is going to be very vocal and just how it says very eccentric uh, uh and sadistic he's very wise cracking very, very uh, it's going to be amazing essentially the fiend is going to be a hybrid between twiggy ramirez doc holiday freddy krueger Candyman and Ace Fraley. So if that gives you any kind of yeah. gauge of those five main points. Yeah, he's twisted. There's problems with him. So he's going to be a killer where you'd be able to look at it and be like, okay, this guy's nuts. You're oh, going to yeah. also enjoy laughing with him a little bit too. And that's why there's going to be some something relatable where he could possibly have the ability to end up on T-shirts and, <laughs> and stuff like that. The so, new Captain Spaulding. Yeah, he, he certainly, that's, yeah. If only. 
He's going to be somewhat likable, even though he's doing horrendous things. You may relate to him a little bit. So that's the kind of characters that I like seeing. Just like they're, they're like, oh my god, you can tell they're purely just evil. But then you just you like watching them. They're interesting. Yeah, yeah. right. So now, is your killer going to have a backstory as to why he does the thing, things that he does? Or are you just going to go the whole, he's crazy and we're not going to explain why? So, this one, so we're planning uh, sequels already. So, this one might not explain why he's doing, or why they're doing what they're doing. So the viewers and everyone out there is just going to have to watch to find that one out. Oh, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it's like, why does he do the things he does? Tune in to the next movie. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> this has already got me excited. So where did this idea come or like how did it come about so i know you already kind of mentioned like hey like these two came to um, me with like this good idea and i figured but yeah. was there anything else just like beyond that that sparked well, like the initial yeah. well this whole thing started my aunt came to visit me i've been watching horror movies with her since i was like six years old uh she came to visit me we were walking around home depot and I grabbed this giant screw and I was like, why hasn't someone used a giant screw to kill people? And then I started laughing. I'm like, I should make a movie called You're Screwed. And like, you know, we just started cracking up. And then I'm like, when we make a second movie, because this is going to do so well, we can do You're Screwed too. So it was like, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so then I put a feeler out on Facebook saying, hey, I'm interested in making this movie. You know, is anybody interested in helping me out? And these two guys right here jumped right in. We started talking about, you know, everything, and everything changed. The movie became goofy to amazing, to scary, to sad, to, I mean, just, just gory. Gory and nasty. We're kind of putting all of our, everything that we're good at, all into this and it's cool that we're getting this awesome creative like mojo from it because we're just we come from such different backgrounds so us all throwing in our our magic into it is creepy i mean we're we're sick people <laughs> the excitement's really there too so we all know each other from playing adult league beer league hockey oh so that's how we all ended up meeting but it's funny because we were in warm-ups before our game the other night and instead of shooting and passing, we started talking about scenes and what we were going to do. So, <laughs> and I almost punched a guy during the game, so yeah. it definitely is helping with the pressure. <laughs> <laughs> you go play like that, and then immediately you're right in the goriest scene ever as soon as you leave. Right. Now, I think my favorite part is the fact that we're actually having to reel each other in because of how far we're wanting to take it. Uh, uh, he'll... Peter will do something that's a little too creepy. We're like, no, nah, let's. We gotta be a little more conservative with it. Uh, uh, Jesse will be something that's a little extra bloody, and we're like, ah, you know, we need to actually see the face then. And <laughs> I'm, I'm a little more on the emotional aggression side of things, and we have to reel that back too a little bit. 
Uh, how does the script writing process work for something like that? Like, I'm a writer, but I don't write scripts, and it's always, like, fascinating to me, like, how people can just churn out scripts, and it's all cohesive and awesome, it flows well. So how does the script writing process work for something like this? Okay, so for this, what we're doing is, is we're breaking things down into scenes. Uh, so uh, we've been working on the first main intro scene right now. It's, like, 16, 17 takes for just the intro. Uh, within the intro, we write down what's going to happen, and then we write in what we want to be said Angie to angle. say, what we want this person to say, where the camera is going to be for that shot. A lot of what we're doing, too, with the killers is I'm letting them have some creativeness during the shot. So if they want to push something and it flows and looks right and it sounds right, I'm gonna let it go. Even if that's not in it and it feels right, I want it to be part because they're gonna become these people and they're sick, nasty, sadistic people. They're not people you wanna run into, especially camping. You just don't wanna run into these people, exactly. And I mean, that's really it. We're, script writing is so difficult because we didn't audition people for the roles. We found people for the roles, friends, people hitting us up on Facebook. And now I'm kind of, we're all putting in words into their mouths and we're gonna have to see how it flows and we're gonna have to work with that, which mm -hmm. is really fun. For the budget we're working with, it's a blast and everyone's having a great time with it. Oh, so is it, so it's a more of an independent film, so just working <laughs> on an independent type of budget. Um, yep. Yep. So, okay, okay, cool. Do you feel that um, it being an independent film gives you like a little bit more freedom as to how you want to do things? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just got to worry about them telling me I can't do that. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you can't do this. Yeah, I can't kill kids. Like, you know what I mean? I mean, I, there's just certain things I can't do. I can't get away with on this one. So, uh, but, but yeah, I love the whole indie atmosphere of it all because... That's where movies started. Horror, horror has always been that strange genre of, you know, there's people that just won't watch horror. Why? Yeah, yeah. Why won't you watch horror? Why won't you go to haunted houses? Why? Yeah. Because it fuels something in you that makes you hate it. It's fun. You can watch The Christmas Story a million times. I mean, horror slaps you in the face if it's done right, you know, and it gets you thinking. Now you're scared. You're looking outside. You mm -hmm. lock your door. You sleep with your door locked in your house, in your bedroom. Like, what else, what else does that? Mm -hmm. When you watch an action movie, do you jump in your, your Prius and drive 90 miles an hour? <laughs> Don't listen well, to them. You yeah. Nah. <laughs> but horror is one of the only genres that really attacks you. You know, from a from an outside perspective, you're watching this and you feel for these people, or maybe you're crazy and you're rooting for the killer. I don't know. Only if the characters were kind of annoying, like in uh, Cabin in the Woods. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, yeah, I was just kind of like rooting for uh, them to all die, and then I was just rooting for just like all like the the monster gods to like take over everything. Oh yeah, yeah. I actually love that. So one one of the ways that we're actually going to try and change things up and, you know, maybe it will actually change people's perspectives on what annoys them for these characters is we're going to flip the script. Uh, instead of the 
the the female whore character who you you know just you can tell that she's just promiscuous and she's constantly with people and whatnot. It's gonna be a male character and he just can't keep it in his pants and you know, based on the way society looks at, at men and women, yeah. based on how many people they've been with, it could actually change how you view the character. Yeah. Um, the, what was it? The the yeah. athlete character, which is normally a roided out jock. Yeah. Uh, some big guy, some Chris Hemsworth, uh, <laughs> is going to be a female and, and a badass one at that, if I am allowed to curse a little yes, bit. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Okay. <laughs> so, so it'll be a nice spin on on it for the script but it'll also be nice for the viewer to see if they look at them differently that is also initially what made me be like wow because yeah uh, the girl who's pretty much the whore or the slut in horror films people are just like ew look at this slut but if it was a guy to see how society tends to view view that in a different way so and especially like the whole like athlete thing i'm trying to think of, like other like horror stereotypes um the nerd the scholar yeah. the burnout the burner the one who smokes a lot so how are you gonna yeah. like how are you... got that covered yeah <laughs> so, oh i'm so can you tell a little bit about how you're going to flip those roles or do you want to keep that a little bit secretive yeah we're still working on it a little bit um we're trying to keep that a little bit fun. Mm -hmm. uh, it's most of that's going to come down to the whole script writing uh, for each yeah. character. That's I'm in the I'm in my little mad scientist laboratory figuring all that out, and it's craziness in there. <laughs> I I think a big part of it as well is you know each each one of these people that's going to be acting in the movie. You know they they bring in a certain personality on their own. Right. So we go into this for the hippie character or the, the stoner character, for instance. We go into it with the mindset, okay, it could be the conspirist, it mm -hmm. could be the burnout, it could be the peace and love type. Yeah. But until we start hanging out with, uh, it's uh, Megan Freeze. She's going to be playing that role. Uh, when Ooh. when <laughs> when we meet up with Megan and you know have a drink, get to talking, we'll kind of feel out what character we think she'll be able to portray the best. That, um, that's interesting. That is a good way to approach that. It's like, okay, so you're going with their personalities like mm -hmm. really more than anything else. Because it'll be difficult if someone's not, if someone's not even remotely in that direction to make them pretend to be something they're the exact opposite of. I like that. I like how you're approaching it like a lot. So you want to give it like a more overall kind of natural feel when it comes to the act. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. All right, and where is the setting of your film? So is it, I know you said you're from the Tampa area, so is it just going to be like... Woods of Florida. Florida. <laughs> if there's, there's tons of stories, if you just look up uh, Crazy Florida and... Just listen to the radio every day. <laughs> Watch cops. Just more... get off the highway and go into the woods. Yeah, it's... more strange things happen in Florida than anywhere I've ever heard of, so. <laughs> yeah, so, I don't wanna lose ya. Oh, no, that's okay, that's okay. Well, uh, uh, yeah, it's just like, Florida's kinda weird. Uh, so I'm, I'm, yeah, sorry. I'm, oh, it, 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 it is. Like... <laughs> so, at the moment, we actually have two locations booked. Um, we, the, the campsite itself, the woods area, is in Hudson, mm -hmm. uh, and Jess procured that area. 
and then Rolando's Cigar Bar in Dade City, Florida, is allowing us to shoot our second opening scene at their establishment. And yeah, that that's much I can say about that. Scene. Oh, it's gonna be such a fun scene. Yeah, we're we're really we're going in with a bang, and there's no lulls in our movie. I can't stand where I have to listen to people talk for an hour and prepare for their trip like Blair Witch and shaky cameras and everything. Yeah. We're not doing this. We're showing you're going to see everything, and more importantly, you're going to hear everything. Oh, yeah. I'm real big on sound. We are going to put sound on the map for indie, I hope, indie films in general. I mean, I'm really pushing sound as, as a main category for our film. If you, you can make a brilliant movie and make it look beautiful, but if you can't hear what's going on, it's absolute trash. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of horror is about the visceral reaction, like what you see and what you hear. The atmosphere is such a huge part of horror films. Yes. I, I think my favorite part in horror films is when they have an absence of sound. So that way, whenever they have a footstep or a twig crack or something small, it it just pierces through because you've gone so long with no noise whatsoever. Right, so the jump scare aspect, I believe, is what you're talking about there, if I'm if I'm correct. Not necessarily. More like um, when when a person is is you know has their back turned to a killer who you can see is walking up on them, yeah. and but you're just going complete silence the entire time, so that by the time you get closer and closer, all you hear is just breathing, and it just adds to the suspense <laughs> of it all. Yeah. Yeah, we're not trying, we're not going to play the whole cheap jump scare thing. That's not what this is going to be about. This is going to be about, <laughs> about hopelessness, pain, agony, sadness. You know, like, you really screwed up. You know I'm going mean? to throw in, and I'm going to throw in some atmosphere, too, because oh, yeah. I, lifted, I listed some influences before, but one thing I neglected to talk about was my love of the old silent films of the 1920s and 1930s. Um, films like Nosferatu, the lost film London after midnight with Lon Chaney with, you know, all the famous beaver hat and everything. Uh -huh. and it has such cool settings and all that. So there's certain elements that I, I'm, they're big on sound and I'm huge on a visual representation to make you uneasy and yeah. to hope you never run into a space like that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for atmosphere and not using cheap jump scares and for not killing dogs or cats. Woo we have, yeah. <laughs> yeah, please don't do Nobody's it. Nobody's going to come out of a TV either. <laughs> that would seem like kind of weird, though, if all of a sudden it's just like somebody came out of a TV. It's like, okay, wait, I thought this movie was supposed to be about something else. Yeah, there's no supernatural <laughs> in our deal. Yeah, I remember seeing that at the time, that movie you're talking about, The Ring. It's like, oh, God, this is so scary. And I watched it, like, several years later. Like, not several, it's like 10 years later. It's like, what? This isn't scary <laughs> at just, all. I get... I'll just give my TV to the neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> I I love how Scary Movie made fun of it, where they had her come out, and they had the chick to start whooping her ass. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, just like she's sitting there just eating popcorn, like, just shoving it. <laughs> yeah. Sydney, the TV's leaking! <laughs> I, uh, I love those. Yeah, how scary movie made fun of that. And I'm trying to think of something else. Oh, um, 
the cheesy, cheesy kind of horror movies of the 90s are just like, you know, like, why did I think those were scary? Maybe I was more scared as a teenager than I was, like, you know, um, and now, I don't know, I'm kind of case-hardened. Do you guys, like, kind of feel that way, where it, like, takes, like, I, more and more to get you all scared? I, I rewatched the original It movie because of the remake mm-hmm, that was made, mm-hmm. and I felt that exact same way. Yeah. <laughs> I, d- I did too. It's just like, oh, I was 10 when that came out. It's like, oh my God, this is so scary. And then I rewatch it. It's like, this is cheesy as hell. What the heck? Yeah. And you go into watching it for the second time and you're just like, okay, this is, I'm not sleeping well tonight. And then you get done with it. You're like, the fuck? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm trying to remember like the very last movie that got me just kind of terrified. And I'm going to say that even when I saw like the newest Halloween, I was like, this is a good story, but it wasn't. There were some moments that made me go, huh, but I wasn't like terrified, terrified. Yeah. Um, trying to think. Probably The Babadook is the Ooh, last the movie Babadook that got me. London After Midnight imagery in there for sure. Um, with the hat and everything. Um, for me, it was. With a shadow. Yeah. Um, definitely the cabinet of Dr. Caligari was in there too. Um, for me, Jesse alluded to earlier, but Terrifier was just an old throwback, scary as shit. <laughs> so, you just, uh, you... so one of the big ways that we're also trying to stand out, because with every 80s slasher movie, they had an iconic weapon or something about Freddy had his glove, mm-hmm. Jason had a machete, Mike Myers had his, his butcher knife, uh, even Chucky had the little the little knife. Uh-huh. You know? Candyman so, had his glove. Yeah, Candyman had his hook, and that was that was how you had them stand out. So we we went through quite a few things, and we decided on a weapon of choice that is not has not been used yet, but it will still be iconic, nevertheless. Oh, okay. And also, you talk about how each kind of those famous killers has an iconic weapon. Well, also most of the time, and I remember, uh, sound was mentioned as like a big deal. Also, these killers, you think about it, they have a theme, a musical theme that goes along with them. Like, if you hear that, you know, that's Michael Myers, that's Friday the 13th, that's Freddy. Yeah. So are you hoping to, like, kind of accomplish that same thing with the killer in this movie? Yeah, the theme is going to have both of those. Yeah. I can yeah. promise you that. We're working almost like with, uh, like, kind of like a clockwork orange kind of flavor with the music where yeah. it goes with the scene. Uh, that's been one of our biggest thing is the music and getting that approved. Uh, we have some strange music that is perfect for every time someone gets hurt. And we actually, we, we've gone ahead, uh, Jesse has gone ahead and tried to reach out to get the rights to use some of those songs. And so far we have three that just got approved. Mm-hmm. Uh, Midnight by the Vampires, yeah. Night Call by Kravinsky, and Run Run Away by Slade. Nice. So are they all kind of like uh, rock songs? Are you going kind of that vibe as well? Uh, no, so... they're, they're a strange 80s yeah. rock. <laughs> rock. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, the, I mean, the 80s were weird. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I guess now. Kind of like Duran Duran on heavy drugs, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're all big fans of, uh, what's the instrument? For for our main song. Yeah, I know. I, um, no, <laughs> no, I know you're talking Lisa about. I just listened to it like three times. Lisa plays it in Simpsons. The the saxophone. 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 We like the saxophone. 
So like kind of a jazzy. I mean, have you ever heard anyone get killed to a saxophone? I mean, probably not. Not to my and knowledge. We also liked it when the music, the lyrics themselves, kind of sync up to what is happening. Uh, yep. For for instance, one of the songs in particular that we're trying to get and we haven't that haven't reached back with us yet <laughs> is a uh, minute of decay, and there's Marilyn Manson. Marilyn Manson, yes. Uh, and one of the the lines that's used it's it's the minute of decay and we would want to like sync up that sign to or that scene to like smoking a cigarette while that line is being portrayed and even though the viewer probably won't catch it if you slow things down i love it when you slow things down in a movie and you catch the little intricacies that are get added in oh whether it's a newspaper clipping a newsreel something Wow, I that sounds like an interesting concept, like actually linking up the music lyrics to kind of the things like what are happening in the movie. That, yeah. I like that. I like I like the cut of your jib, as they say. <laughs> because most. You better listen. It's the 14th track off Antichrist Superstar. Okay. So, uh, and another thing is, so some of the songs are gonna be. They're not going to sound as suspenseful. They're actually what you would kind of imagine, you know, upbeats and, and kind of fun songs. And we would try to play them, you know, just to, to add a little uh, suspense and, and, and funny aspect to the scene because the, the music will, will sync uh, ironically to what is happening. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I like that because most of the time in horror, it's just like instrumental. Sometimes we'll have a random rock track thrown there and then like, the, yeah. and then like the killer will have his like own theme song, especially if you're talking about 80 slashers, like, um, yeah. like a Friday the 13th, yeah, like Friday the 13th part six, uh, that Alice Cooper song. Exactly. Yeah. Well, like if you were to use that, uh, that new song, Ariana Grande is thank you next. And literally it's a scene of thank you cut. Thank you. Cut ahead. Thank you. And just it's taken up I, I, ironically in those moments. Oh, jeez, <laughs> that is gonna be funny to like see like see that in there and see how it all comes together. So this sounds like a big passion project, like for you three. Just hearing you talk about it, I could just hear like the the love of horror just like come through and just like how excited you are to see this finally come together. So how are you hoping this movie will be received by the horror community at large? So like it gets finished, it comes out, what are your hopes? Yeah, so my big thing with this is I wanna show people that an awesome movie can be made without backing from all these giant companies and without all the BS from the media, like at large, like we can talk to people like you that have a podcast, right? And you're bringing us in. And then, you know, if people like the movie, if the movie is good, that it speaks for itself. I don't, we don't need, $800 million to make a movie. It's just something you don't need, especially nowadays with the way that these camcorders and phones and everything. I mean, you're walking around with a thousand dollar video camera every day, you know? So it's something that people didn't have in the eighties in the seventies and, you know, and beyond. So we're taking what we have and building this. I mean, we're, we just hit, I think $500 on our GoFundMe. Yep. We bought a $1,000 camera uh, for like $350. I mean, all of our sound equipment and everything we buy used. We're just, I, we're making this to show people that 
You don't need the backing of these giant places. You can have freedom. This is art. It's supposed to be free. You know what I mean? Like, we are doing this for the love of it. If we, if it catches on and people love it, that's what we're doing it for. And if it doesn't, we'll learn and build something better the next time. Yeah. So how are you hoping that this will be released? Are you going to do it like a, in a digital format, a DVD? So how is that going to work? Yeah, we're going to, I, I plan on us going digital. We're, we have some things coming up. I can't really talk about that yet. I'm so sorry. But we have some plans of getting it out uh, on a bigger picture. But I really want to appease the free market with this i yep. mean i want you to be able to to view it i mean you can go on youtube and view almost any movie you want so that's what we're doing this for we're not doing this to make money we're doing this because it's amazing and fun all right so it's a pure a pure passion project yeah yep yeah, that is something also if i may compliment that is very rare <laughs> to see nowadays <laughs> It's just like, I love it when people just do art in a sense for the sake of art. Which Yeah, it, we're not going to have any bird boxes in this or anything like that. Yeah, speaking, yes. With the beer viewers covering their eyes. Yeah, I can't believe that was actually like a challenge that people like tried to do. Netflix actually had to say, um, I can't believe we're having to say this, but yeah, don't do anything blindfolded, please. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like iPod challenge at that point. Right. That's why we're going to kill some people. Some people are going to die in this movie because we're tired of people. Yeah. <laughs> if, like... if you're willing to do this, just go ahead and do it. You're slowing us all down. <laughs> yeah, like, maybe, like, get rid of a few people that text and drive because that, like, annoys me, like, to no end. <laughs> <laughs> what was that saying uh, uh, from that episode, Jackie? It was like, running with scissors, uh, 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 tragedy or public service? Oh my god! <laughs> so you It'll only take once. <laughs> so you've mainly been trying to get the word out there through uh, Twitter, Facebook, so social media. So is that the main platform that you're using to to promote this film or digital platforms? It, it is. It is. We're pushing it on Facebook um, and Twitter. And I mean that's it, isn't it? And then Twitter, yeah. Facebook. So uh, our Facebook Instagram. page is is your screwed movie page, and it has links to just about every other site. It also has links to our GoFundMe account. Uh, I think it's I think it's coming up on 200 followers right now. We started we started about a week and a half ago. Uh, the Instagram, which was started within a week ago, is 60 followers, and it's your uh, y o u r e no, no symbol underscore screwed underscored the underscore movie and then the account that you contacted us on is the twitter one which i believe is at 160 followers and we started it five days ago uh is is at re underscore screwed and and so we're trying to use these social media accounts so we can promote not only you know the product and, and our message but to try and build some sort of following so that way when we make a new one we'll have even more people are interested in it again. Someone also commented in my chat that said that they, I love their passion. So it's just like, it definitely just like comes through for... We love you! Yeah, we love you! Like, and I definitely hope, I definitely hope, like, I will definitely do all that I can to make sure, like, uh, to spread the word of this 
wonderful, wonderful film that I could already like know that I'm going to like enjoy it and just like have a good. I'm gonna have a good time with it because I too. After a long, after a long day of work, yeah. you're gonna watch this and you're gonna be ten steps at work the next day. You're gonna be so excited and <laughs> you're gonna love it. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just make sure to like watch it on the weekend when I don't have to worry about work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I, I have this fantasy in my head of, uh, like, I keep envisioning the Evil Dead, the original one, and, and how it was, you know, six friends, they, they rented a cabin for 500 bucks for the weekend, and they ended up spending, I think it was like $1,000 total for the entire thing, and it became a cult classic and all kinds of stuff, and I have this fantasy in my head that that's what will happen with this, that will, you know, we'll promote it to a few people who know about it, and then all of a sudden it just takes off. Like, true, yeah, we, we, yeah, true viral word of mouth. Yeah, we want it yes. to be about the people. We want to show that we don't need to spend all this money on advertising. We want people. We're going to let out little sneak peeks. If you like it, share it. Yep. Spread the word. Let's see what we can do. Let's start a wave. And if it's awesome, let's keep riding the wave. Truly going old school there as far as that goes. Like kind of using the digital platforms to your advantage, but purely just like making this almost like a word, a word, quote unquote, of mouth type of experience. You feel it. I see. I got yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> this, you get uh, team to be your screw to get a jersey. That's right. right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I am a bit of a, an 80s child like myself. I was born in too. So I grew up on a lot of the old, the old like horror, like slasher things. So I feel you. I got you. Nice. <laughs> yes. So that's why I was just like so excited to like get you guys on to be able to talk uh, about uh, this. So, uh, is there, oh, go ahead. We want blood and gore. I mean, that's really what we're pushing for and we want pain. (laughs) And, and one of the big things that I'm really excited about, and I think a lot of people will like it because it's how I was, uh, since we don't have this huge budget, we're not doing CGI, nothing along those lines. The blood and gore is actual props that we're going to be doing. It's, it's like the original Hellraiser movie mm. when, when the Cenobite was walking up the stairs and dragging that hook up the wall. And you could see it scratching and the blood dripping down. And even though the blood looked a little fake and the wall looked a little flimsy, that scared the living crap out of me. And I, that's what I want to do, something that looks real. Oh, God, you bring up Hellraiser and just, like, still to this <laughs> day, I'm just like, uh, that's the movie that nearly almost scarred me for life. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Pendant was terrible. Like, <laughs> all of this scared the crap out of me. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much, Clyde Barker, for like being like a source of nightmares. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie though, that girl was really hot. <laughs> Are you talking about the the first one? Yeah, like I don't know why. I'm not really into that kind of thing, but that was pretty hot. Speaking <laughs> so. Oh Lord! Yeah, just even like thinking about that movie to this day, it's like I saw like, the hairs like kind of rise up on my arms and back of my neck. I'm like, no. Yeah. No, but it's also good that you're also wanting to show this film. Like, yeah, we want gore, we want pain, but it's also good that you're also recognizing that's not all there is to horror. There's all, all right. sorts of other stuff involved in yep. that genre. Too. I mean, there's there's definitely got some gonna be some influences with. You know, I mean, kids were terrified of Freddy, yet he was on lunchboxes and things like that. And it's because of lines like when he took the aspiring actress in Nightmare on Elm Street 3. 
and put her head through the TV and said, welcome to primetime, bitch. <laughs> oh, my so God. It's going to be, so the theme is going to have things like that. Yep. And so, uh, again, that's a complete nod and about uh, Robert England and Freddie. And, and, you know, I, in my eyes, I feel like that's actually one of the biggest tropes about 80 Slashers is that it kind of made you laugh uh-huh. while freaking you out. And that's a big premise of The Fiend is to kind of act crazy, but, like, kind of make you giggle as he's doing something malicious. Yeah, because we're all kind of creepy. We all have it in us to do awful things. It just is. And The Fiend, he is what we all could be on our worst day and our best day. <laughs> what you imagine doing to that guy who just cut you off. Yeah, yeah. Like, if someone made you mad, he's going to handle it. And you if know? you're at a resting pulse of about 30 beats per minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh Lord. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's, it's so hard, though, too, sometimes to pull off a balance of horror and comedy to where you're scaring people but trying to may also make them laugh at the same time so yeah yeah, like i'm very curious to see how you all pull that off yeah it's gonna take some work (laughs) so are we (laughs) yeah it's like we're curious too it's just like yeah if if you want to tell us how it will turn out just let us know I think one of the best things that's working for us is the fact that, you know, the 80s have passed. Mm-hmm. And so all of their tricks and secrets on how they did those kind of scenes, they're now YouTube videos yes. to be watched. I, I mean, it, even even Bird Box was just, just aired. I, I mean, he came up with this idea separate from this, but, you know, you're, you're watching it and they do a trailer where they're talking about how they shot certain scenes, why they had these certain cues like that. Uh, um, just simple lenses can make a huge difference uh, between a, 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 a high contrast or a low contrast and what it would look like. And we can view that and then use it to our own advantage. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, the stuff is, like, already there. It's just a matter of just, like, in a sense, just putting it all together. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, perfect scene. Um, in, in The Evil Dead, at the very end, when Bruce Campbell... You see the spirit in the POV shot run through the house and hit Bruce Campbell in the face, the very end scene. You know, you can watch a, a documentary on how it was Sam Raimi, Raimi on a bicycle with the camera on the front of his bike, and he literally rode down a hill through the house and straight into Bruce Campbell all in one shot. <laughs> yeah. And that's how they shot that scene. So, you know, you watch that and you're like, I got a bike. <laughs> yeah, I got a bike and uh, I got a camera. Let's just get this thing going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're shooting old style. And one thing that I liked about old style of shooting is that it wasn't all this motion craziness with hand cams. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, like, it drives me crazy that you can barely watch the Blair Witch and different stuff because it makes you sick. You know, just a lot of these movies that are hand cams just make you so sick. So we didn't want that to be the focal point of you getting sick watching our film. I don't mind if you puke because you're disgusted, it's a compliment. but I don't want you dizzy because of the camera. <laughs> right, and it's You shouldn't just... need Dramamine for our movie. No. Yeah, I mean, pr- props to the Blair Witch. I mean, because it's the one that started just like a spun like a whole new kind of offshoot of, um, of horror. And I did watch it um, once, I think. Yes, once. And I liked the the um, 
I liked what was going on with it, but it's just like I motion sickness. I have like a motion sickness thing. Yeah, I can't yeah. do it. Yeah, no, it's just like yeah, it's like I don't want to like puke like because I'm sick. I just want to puke it, because I gross out maybe. Yep. It's also it's uh it's kind of similar to how they're doing the on the computer screen horror movies now, which. Mm-hmm. I know some people like that. Me personally, I don't, and I and I feel like it's like a visual claustrophobia, where like you just you can't your character's not moving or it's moving too much, and you as the viewer are just like you just want them to move. You want something to move, and you can't see that. Yeah, we want you in the movie. We want you being there. I want you to feel like you're there watching this happen. So a lot of our shots are all like that. Like you are witnessing what is happening, and you can't help them. No, <laughs> but yeah, yes, but no. <laughs> that that's gonna be like an interesting kind of thing. Almost like we're a passive observer. Yep. Type of thing. Yep. Okay, okay. You 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 all got me like so excited for this, just like already, <laughs> like really. And um, oh wow. So you're hoping to like have it all done by April. You're putting yourself on a pretty tight schedule there. Yeah. yeah. Well, luckily, because we're using two locations, you know, we could spend all day in one spot and not have to worry about, you know, jumping to this street or, or this back alley or, you know, we can just stay, we can go camping in that one area of the woods for three days and shoot hours and hours and hours of footage. Yep. All right. And uh, let's see here. So you're shooting in two locations just like right now. Are you hoping to add any more locations? Um, the area that we have for where most of this takes place is, uh, is massive. So we're going to use other locations on location. <laughs> okay. <laughs> locations yeah. on location. Yeah. Correct. Yes. Okay. All right. So I'm trying not to ask like too much to where it would like give like the entire plot away. Like I don't want to do that. I'm not that mean. <laughs> no, 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 no. Nothing, nothing plot related. But like as a behind the scenes thing, you know, the woods are so big that you could seem like you're doing another woods area, but you're technically still using the same site because the viewer wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Oh, okay, I get you, I get you. So, yeah, that saves, that saves, like, a lot of time, like, when you're shooting. Exactly. Yeah, a lot of people are scared of the dark, and I, I want to push that as a natural fear, the yep. natural element. I mean, I'm 34 years old, and if I go camping with my kid, I'm scared. <laughs> I mean, I'll never tell him, but if someone came out of the woods with a machete, I'm going to die. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> I have no aspirations of me finding a log and trying to beat him up with it, you know? It's just, he's probably going to kill me. If I'm sleeping in my tent and he rips it open, I'm going to die. You know, there's no hope for anything else. A cop isn't going to come save you. You're in the woods camping by yourself. Yeah. Stuff happens. Stuff happens when you party naked. (laughs) Don't I know it. Ah, <laughs> oh, geez, yeah, yeah. Horror movies are the reason why I don't really want to go camping. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's why people don't like to go in the ocean because of Jaws and stuff like that. I mean, <laughs> we're keeping this all natural. Honestly, I'm 
I'm afraid of the ocean for the same reason that people are afraid of the dark. I hate what I can't see. Mm-hmm. Like, I hate swimming in water when you can't see what's beneath <clears> you. It's the same thing as someone in the woods. You can't see into the darkness, and that freaks people out. Well, and it's real. People go missing. Yeah. I mean, people mm-hmm. go missing. Hikers go missing all the time. Is it because they got lost? We don't know. I mean, I went camping in the Everglades a few years ago, and there were at least 50 missing person signs mm-hmm. in the bathroom. So I went into the campsite nervous about snakes and spiders. And once I went to the bathroom and saw all the signs, I was worried about much more than that. So oh, yeah. Jaguar stuff does happen. Too. Oh, wow. Yeah, hike, yeah, hiking stories, too. It's like, yeah, I'm not going to go hiking or camping or, like, anything that puts me, like, near the vicinity of the woods. <laughs> yeah, I'll stand on the edge of the woods, but that's probably about this as far as you're going to get me. <laughs> that might be as far as you need to be for us. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds ominous. <laughs> <clears throat> Oh, you three. You three. You're a handful. That's like I can already tell. Just, you're a handful. But I really enjoyed talking with you just about this film. And I don't really know what else I could ask without it, like, giving, like, too much away, to be honest. No, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time for spreading this around for being such a great interview um, completely agree th- th- you've been so amazing your enthusiasm i mean you knew our references were right away um you can see you're clearly passionate you know you had somebody write about our passion but you can clearly see you have it too yep. so we really look forward we hope you see it and we i really want to see hear your feedback on it too oh so thank you so much. Oh, yes, absolutely. I'm definitely going to be keeping an eye on that. So before we officially wrap up, it looks like there was one question uh, related to, I guess, a type of horror film. Let me see this. Okay. Um, so one of my chat asks, what do you all think of movies like Darkness 2002 or The Mist 2007? The endings where the evil either gets their original goal or where in The Mist where the assholes survive. Yeah, so... The, the whole thing with the mist thing, and I mean, it's so it's such a supernatural thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, with this, it's completely different because this is more plausible. Plausible, yeah. That's what we're trying to make with this movie: is your car doesn't just break down in the middle of the nowhere, and then there's these crazy hillbilly killers. You know, I mean, that's not what happens. So we are trying to make things believable. I have lived 34 years. I haven't seen a fog roll into town with, you know, people becoming killed. I've never seen that. But I have seen people go missing in the woods. So, I mean, that's really how I feel about that. People go missing, and it's usually not from fog. And in terms of, you know, what goes around comes around, and if you do good, good things will happen, and if you do bad, the bad things will happen to you, whatever. You can't always reap what you sow. No, not that. You can put your Bible, but it might not help you here. Yeah, it doesn't like it doesn't happen in real life. So why would it happen like in horror films? Horror films, there's not necessarily a happily ever after. Exactly. We want to make you scared of that guy who's hitchhiking, and you just remember (laughs) our movie or or a movie along those lines. You 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 come across that guy at a bar who's mumbling to himself, and you just think to yourself, okay. 
Stay the hell away. Maybe yeah. I won't insult that drink he's having. Uh, yeah, because there's so many people that wait, suffer wait. suffer from, you know, mental illness. It's a rampant, rampant problem. And we don't do a lot to fix that. And they're out there. Yes. <laughs> and so I, are you. Uh, yeah, please don't have, like, also, yeah, please don't have, like, the old man that suddenly just comes out of nowhere and says, you're doomed. Like, I'm kind of tired of that. So, like, please don't oh, have no, that. <laughs> no geriatrics I, in this I almost <laughs> want to do that just because you said it. Oh, so I hate you! I want to go down that road. Yeah, you don't want to go down that road. Oh, Echaha Indians were yeah. buried down there. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah right. we're not, we're not going to try to be hokey with this. Um, it's going to be just very raw, in-your-face kind of scary movie. Yeah. Okay, so you're not going to have an old guy riding up a bike say, you're doomed, and then just ride off. Well, well I'm not done writing. We're not done writing. So <laughs> we I can mean, put you in, though, for a credit. I could add that. you writing. You know what I mean? You could do it with a pitchfork. I guess it's possible. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have you in, like, a, uh, like overalls, just sitting there cleaning a little, you know, uh, little engine piece sign, but, like, I wouldn't go down that path. Riding an alligator, because it's Florida. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, an alligator with just like a, a harness is just like, yeah, you wouldn't want to go down that road. Don't go in that swamp. Yep. <laughs> you don't want to go in those woods. And you, yeah, yeah. you also spoke of like hillbillies earlier. It's just like, I don't know. That kind of thing may happen in Missouri. We have a lot of hills and we have a lot of hillbillies. So your car may get stalled. Yeah, yep. Yep. So that's kind of like would be a good setting like for a horror film too because we have lots of yep. woods and hills and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yes. Yeah, we're we're going to bring the pain with this movie that's for sure. And you'll definitely feel it too. <laughs> yeah, yes, lots of hills and lots of billies. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right. So to now officially wrap things up. Okay, I know you already mentioned your social media, but tell everybody where they can find you again to keep updated and up to date on information okay. about your film. So uh, our official Facebook page uh, is uh, Your Screwed Movie page. Uh, or you can even find it uh, attached to one of our one of our sites. Yeah, Nicholas Morphew, Jesse Schultz, Peter Mitica. Uh, then we also have the Instagram, which is. Your underscore screwed underscore the underscore movie, and then finally the Twitter account, which we can you know they can find link to yours now because of the tweets that you put out. Thank you, by the way. Thank you. Yes. Uh, at R E underscore screwed. Uh, we try to post pretty regularly, and during the shooting or the writing process, we're going to be taking pictures and posting what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, Facebook Live. There you go. We we won't try to give too much away but you know for those who like to pay a keen eye you might spot a few things in the makeup in the background and whatnot <laughs> we hope you enjoy all right okay so, uh, I'll, my chat just does not want to let you go so again okay, like one one last question one last question they want to know what movies you're looking forward to this year so far so i guess like what um i don't know what horror movies are coming out this year though Besides yours, is, of course. Uh, <laughs> see, I'm not really big on the big motion picture scary movies. Yeah. I love just going through Netflix and finding weird stuff. I mean, 
I just watched a movie on YouTube that was disgusting. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, there's some weird stuff out there. I just watched the the Serbian film. Oh, my gosh. Awful. What's that one? Awful movie. Don't watch it. <laughs> Viewers, don't watch the Serbian film unless you are extremely perverted. <laughs> and then, and then get rid of your uh, history on your on your computer. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. I mean, one of my best friends is actually a director and producer in LA, and I asked him about why so many remakes are going on, and he told me that the general consensus in Hollywood is that it's already been done. Yeah. So it's it's tough mm. for me personally to want to look forward to remakes and things that have already been done. So I'd kind of rather go back through originals and older stuff. So I looked at, not necessarily new in 2019, but what's new to me. And so I love going back through the past and seeing what influenced these and what was cool about well, them with different technology and time frames. There was, I, I don't even know what's coming out in the movie theater either. Um, there was something that was on Netflix for a while that it must have been on for a little bit, but it was surprisingly scary and funny. It was, I don't know if you passed it, it's the one where it's a person, it's a guy in a clown outfit. And, he can't, yeah, and, he, and he can't get the outfit off. Yeah. And, and like, it was stupid that the lore was that basically the outfit was the skin of a demon and it slowly but surely took him over. That was good. But like, the load of the movie was terrifying. Like, he literally tried to pull the nose off with pliers, and it ripped the tip of his nose off. And, like, that's a fruit to me the hell out when you actually see the props. Although I will amend my answer, too. I believe Rob Zombie does have a sequel to The Devil's Rejects. Oh, yeah, that would be the one that I'm most So if if that's 2019 or 2020, whenever that happens, when that family comes back, I'm looking forward to it. Was it the or was it an add a sequel? Yeah, they're in hell essentially. Okay, because I know they had died, so yeah. I wasn't sure. No, I didn't. I didn't like his Michael Myers deal. That was really bad for me. <laughs> but the uh, Devil's Rejects and stuff like that, I've been a big fan of. Yeah, I actually did kind of like the uh, the Rob Zombie version of Mike Myers. Now, I mean, not just because the the hulking mask that was Mike Myers was brilliant. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of liked. The, the dialogue, because it was definitely Rob Zombie because it, it was just gratuitous and yeah. it was graphic and there was so much cursing and sexual. And that's definitely a Rob Zombie thing. But that being said, you know, if someone was to snap mental even as a child, I would totally expect him to grow up in a household like that and not some loving family in the right. suburbs. Yeah, I can understand. And I mean, for me too, I'll echo that. But also from a musical standpoint, I grew up loving kids. I was born in 82 as well. So they were before mm-hmm. my time, but. Definitely a nostalgia aspect, having an older sister. But, I mean, when that movie started out with God of Thunder and, you know, Michael Myers was always big on the stalking. And yeah. the first lines of the song of, you know, you've got something about you, something I need. And when you th- think of him stalking Laurie Strode, whatever. So that definitely did it for me. So. <laughs> yeah, the first um, Rob Zombie Halloween I, I enjoyed. Uh, but the second one, I don't know what was going on there. I'm with you there. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. It sounded weird. Like the white horse thing I yeah, kept hearing yeah, about. Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's, 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 like, it's like Rob Zombie. It's, just like, it's like he took this like too artsy like tactic. It's just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> this isn't like, like a... One of those 
videos. Yeah, it's like it's not an abstract piece of the museum. This is supposed to be like a horror film. I need to like get it right. to some extent. Like, I don't know what that white horse. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, there, there was too many <laughs> coincidences and, and intangible forces in that film for me to really get into. Yeah, it's like Michael Myers just is a mythology that just needs to stay grounded in realism. As long as he didn't remake the, the Cult of Thorns, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't give him any ideas. <laughs> no, Rob. No. <laughs> yes, you heard it here first. Do not. Don't. <laughs> and then you'll, like, see, like, on his Twitter, like, two weeks later, like, I'm going to be there to this. You're like. <laughs> with, like, follow up with, like, fuck you, you're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I'm just going to be, like, tweeting, I blame you! <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, hey, don't blame me. They just said on my podcast I didn't encourage it. <laughs> nice. Oh. oh, man. So, okay, now I think we're going to officially wrap it up, Tabor, because I know that you guys... Um, said that you were going to be working more on your screw tonight, and I don't want to keep you for hours and hours, but it has been a blast uh, having you on, and if you want to do another podcast closer to the release of your film, we will. We could definitely stay in touch if you guys would like to do that. Would that be something we, awesome. we would want I to do? So. I think so. I think so. And, and, you know, to extend of all branches as well, if you ever happen to come down to the Florida area in the next couple months while we're shooting, by all means, bring your camera and shoot you walking through the set. Oh, well, thank, yeah, thank you for, yeah, thank you for the offer. It is definitely something that I will keep in mind if I'm down in that area. So. Well, we told her all these beautiful things about Florida. I'm yeah. sure she can't wait. I know, right? Yeah, is that like all, yeah, missing persons, person yeah, missing persons. 95-year-old drivers, all that stuff, so. That's the real horror. <laughs> and crocodiles, and it's just like, duh. But yeah, I think probably I could get over my fears. <laughs> You, you might be a Floridian if you find an alligator in a convenience store. Yeah. Which actually happened two months ago, which is like... What? <laughs> oh, you didn't hear about it. Yeah, it was like nationwide news. A guy thought it'd be funny to throw an alligator in a convenience store. For like, Lord, oh, that was pretty funny. Yeah, it actually was hysterical. <laughs> Probably not to the people in the convenience store. When you grow up here, it's kind of just an inconvenience, not a fear. <laughs> Yeah, like, ah, oh, this damn alligator. Ah, oh, jeez. <laughs> I guess, yeah, someone from Missouri, like, wouldn't understand that. We have snakes. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, we maybe have mountain lions or whatever we call them. I don't know. Oh, my. We have a lot of deer. They could be annoying. That'll <laughs> do Yeah. Thank so much. <laughs> oh lord well jesse nicholas and peter thank you so very much once again for taking time out of your evening to talk horror and some about your movie with me i had a great time and i appreciate you spending time with me this evening Likewise, thank you so much, Brandy. Yes, absolutely. And you have a good working session tonight, gentlemen. 
Alright. Go Slytherin! Yeah! Woo! Bye! Bye! Once again, I want to thank Jesse, Peter, and Nicholas for coming on to this episode of Terrific Talk Tonight to talk about their film, You're Screwed. Join me again next week for another exciting episode of Terrific Talk and more exciting, fabulous guests that I can ask the question, why horror to? You can find this podcast once it is uploaded on youtube.com slash brandykins and on anchor at anchor.fm slash terrific talk. Also, if you're interested in becoming a patron of this podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash brandykins to see the tiers and rewards that you can get for being a patron. So to all of you out there, take care and stay terrific, everyone.